When and where was bread invented? Welcome to Earth Matters. We invite you to join the circle at the Aboriginal Tent Embassy in Canberra in April 2018 with Bruce Pascoe, author of Dark Emu, as he yarns on his finding that Aboriginal people were the world's first bread makers. Hello, you're listening to Earth Matters. Earth Matters brings you environment and social justice stories. Today's story was produced in the studios of Radio 2XX, Canberra, on the lands of Ngunnawal and Ngambri peoples for Radio 3CR in Melbourne, Wurundjeri country, and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm Beck Horridge. I'd like to tell you a yarn. All of life is a story, so you can't get away from the fact that everything we do is story. I was having a beer with Judy Watson, um, the artist in Brisbane, and uh, she'd read my book, Dark Emu, and she said, brother, she said, I've seen a loaf of bread, and you talk about bread a lot in your book, and how our people used to bake bread. And um, I said, oh, yeah. She said, yeah, I've seen a loaf of this bread up at Yarraba Museum. And I said, well, what's it look like? She said, well, it, it looks like a loaf of bread. And I said, well, I'm going to go and have a look at that bread. So I rang up the museum, and um, it had just been disbanded because Tony Abbott, the great lover of Aboriginal people, the man who so loved the Aboriginal nation that he went and camped up north and pretended to love and admire Aboriginal people, and he cut the funding in half to all Aboriginal organisations in the country, and the Yarraba Museum closed down, and all the contents of that museum, including the bread, were dispersed. We've never found that bread again. And I, I searched and searched for it because I thought this loaf of bread is really important for Australia. It's incredibly important because it's not a damper, it's a bread. Now, I, I don't use the word damper because damper's like a, a word to minimalise the importance of what Aboriginal people were doing. So I use the, word, I use the English word bread so that you can't distinguish between black bread and white bread. Um, coal sell white bread? No, no, I'm just joking. Um, so there's no, in my mind, there's no, you can't distinguish between them. So I searched for this bread, I couldn't find it. Three years later, after looking and looking and looking, really tried hard, I got a call from Melbourne Museum saying, we've got a, a catalogue entry here for a loaf of bread. Will you come over and have a look at it for us? And I was really excited because I thought, here at last, here's a museum uh, bread that I can have a look at. We went to the museum, we opened the drawer for the catalogue number, and the drawer was empty. Once again, no bread. So I thought, you know, Australia cares so much for its history that it can't even look after the artefacts, let alone the people. And then a, a fortnight later, I got a call from a young Aboriginal woman, Kimberly Moulton, and she said, 
I want you to come out to the museum because I reckon I have found your bread. And so I went out there and she hadn't just found one loaf of bread, she'd found 20 loaves of ancient bread, bread that had been taken out of uh, Aboriginal ovens. And there was a, a bread made out of water lily seed. There was one made out of nardu. There were several made out of panicum, some made out of kangaroo grass. And I took photographs of them, and they weren't dampers. They weren't flat. They were bread. You could have stuck them on a shelf in a boutique bakery and people would have paid eight bucks for them. They were bread. They were risen loaves of bread. And I, I thought then, how can this be absent from Australia's history? How could you, have, how could you possess these things and not recognise the fact that Aboriginal people had an agricultural heritage. They were making flour out of Australian grain. We acknowledge the traditional owners of this land. The ones who held this nation for 2,000 generations and of a Acknowledgement, sung by Ecopella and the Solidarity Choir, and released in Ecopella's third album early in 2018, Green Footprints. Let's hear some more of Bruce Pascoe. How do you collect someone's bread? If you went into someone's house around here today, Anzac Day, and you just walked in and took the bread off the table, what would your reception be in that house? You know how they got those breads? Because the people were dead. How else do you take someone else's bread? The people are dead. Because they can't claim their bread back. So that's the untold story of Australian bread and Australian agriculture and Australian history. And it's there for us. 
it's so easily available to us. All of this information could have been collected by a Year 7 student with a library card. It's not hidden. We just haven't wanted to see it. We just haven't bothered to look for it. Like those lost briefs, they were not considered important to Australian history. If it was a piece of brass fitting off Australia 2 in the America's Cup, it'd be over there. It'd be, they'd, they'd spend $3,000 on framing it. If it was a famous rugby league player's boot, it'd have a $5,000 frame around it. We don't value Aboriginal history in this country. We might be starting to, but so far we haven't bothered. The fact that we're bothering now, the fact that my Aboriginal sister can ring me up and say, Uncle, I think we've found your bread. That's the start of something. It's not just her finding it. She's an Aboriginal woman, so therefore she's looking. But it's that the fact that the museum had it and they let her find it and they let her ring me up. Because I believe that in the past that hadn't happened. I believe in the past those things were so well hidden that, and Aboriginal access to them was so forbidden that it never came to light. But the importance of the bread is that our people were turning grain into flour. There's two important things about it. The first is that these were Australian grains. Now, they, their yield per acre is nothing like wheat, but they grow where wheat cannot grow. They grow in the very middle of Australia, which Australians like to call and romanticise as the dead heart of Australia. In the dead heart of Australia, Charles Sturt was saved by Aboriginal people. 400 Aboriginal people waved and cheered when they saw Sturt at the top of the hill because he was a visitor and they were welcoming him in. And they welcomed him into their camp traditional way. And one of the traditions was to give him water and then they fed him roast duck and cake. This was one of the biggest acts of grace in Australian history to save those men's lives because not only had those people not seen a white man, they hadn't seen a horse. And yet they fed the white men and they gave water to the horse. A beast they'd never seen before, a beast they couldn't have imagined, but they recognised it as a fellow animal. And they recognised that it needed water. And so they gave that unknown animal water. One of the great days in Australian history, unknown to any Australian child, and yet it is there. It is there for any school teacher to pick up and deliver to their students. Listen, Year 8 children today in your history class, I'm going to tell you about the history of Australia and it'll be a magnificent history. It'll be about a great civilization making bread. But when I talk about bread, a lot of white Australians are still, of my generation, and my generation's hopeless, a lot of white Australians say, oh, you really, you couldn't call it bread, could you? You know, isn't it damper? I say, no, it's bread. It looks like your bread. It looks like your boutique bread because it's a dark rye grain and it's, you know, it's a, a dense, but it's a risen bread. You could sell it in your baker shop today. So don't call it damper. It's bread. Why don't you want to call it bread? Are you worried? 
that if you call it bread, you'll have to admit to an agriculture? Because at Cuddy Springs, 55,000 years ago, there was a woman who ground grain into flour. Now, when I wrote Dark Emu, I thought that was the first time a woman on earth had ground grain into flour, which is, you know, roughly 25,000 years before the Egyptians thought of it. That was Le Karambu from Yothu Yindi's One Blood album. Let's hear some more of Bruce Pascoe talking about Aboriginal bread making. I'm Beck Horridge. You know, the Egyptians are magnificent culture, eh? Pyramids everywhere, stone lines, everything, you know? The fount of this world's civilization, isn't it? And yet 45,000 years before them, Aboriginal people had invented bread. An Aboriginal woman had done the chemistry and the science to make bread. And about three months after the release of the book, someone finds a grinding stone in Arnhem Land that had been used to grind grain into flour 65,000 years ago. Now, once again, the scientists go, oh, no, the Africans, they were, turning, they were grinding vegetables into a pulp. And that's true. That's what the Africans were doing. They were living on a vegetable pulp. And I said, no, the difference is, you want to talk about bread, well, those women in Australia 65,000 years ago were turning grain into flour just like you. Just like you. But they did it 60,000 years before you even thought of it. This is magnificent science. It's magnificent history. No Australian student should go through to year six without learning about it. Every Australian student who comes into these halls here to do their school tour should be proud as punch that their country invented bread. We can't admit to it in this country yet, but I think we're going to. I think we're about to. Because young Australians today realise that the farming practices of Australians have buggered up the soil. That these plants that we use, like I was out at Brawarana with the brothers the other day and they took me out and they said, here, look, brother, only 30 years ago this used to be covered in Mitchell grass named after a white man, typically, uh, but Mitchell grass. And this is the grass that Sir Thomas Mitchell rode through. Well, it went f he rode through it for days and days and days. In fact, he rode through nine miles of stooped grain. Now, the word stoop should ring alarm bells in every Australian head. You should read stooped in Mitchell's diary and you should break into a sweat. Because what's a stook? It's a whole pile of sheaves of cut grass ready to convert into grain and then into flour. The word stooped should send shivers down your spine because why didn't you learn it at school? Why was that information withheld from you? Because you're a bloody Australian. 
and our bloody Australian education system and our bloody Australian parliamentary system has hidden it from us. Somewhere an old white professor decided ages ago when he was making an Australian curriculum that that wasn't interesting. It, what, even worse, he probably decided that that was a dangerous fact. A dangerous fact to let Australians know that Aboriginal people had invented bread. Such a dangerous fact, eh? He didn't invent the nuclear bomb. He didn't invent the sword. He didn't invent the cutlass so you cut babies' heads off. She invented flour and then bread. What a dangerous thing to do. She invented a food. What a radical, eh? What a radical. What a dangerous woman. But we exclude her and all the subsequent people from our history out of spleen. What a shame. Because our kids, and there's few of them here today, if you said to the eight-year-old kid in class, hey, kids, I want to tell you a story about the first woman to make bread. Kids love bread. They'd be interested in that. But that story has been withheld from them. And it's a national disgrace. An absolute national disgrace. Here it is Anzac Day. Now, I've got family who died in both wars in this country. I've got family who died in all three wars for this country. And there was only one war on this land. And that, because everyone likes to say there was never a war in Australia, what a lot of crap. When um, the Tasmanian uh, killing at uh, Eagle Hawk Neck took place, the newspapers and the radio were full of the, the biggest massacre on Australian soil. How, how can you possibly think that? What does, how in your mind can you allow that to be a fact in your head? Don't you respect your brain? Don't Australians respect their brains? Any Italian, any German, any French, any Swedish tourist that comes to this country, they know what happened. White people killed black people. You know, it's a fact. Why do you hide from it? And because we hide from it, we shrink our brain. That song Rama from Yothu Yindi, their One Blood album. You're with Earth Matters at the Aboriginal Tent Embassy at the Frontier War Storytelling Camp shortly before Anzac 
and Bruce Pascoe is yarning about Aboriginal bread making. In this country on this day, we're celebrating fallen Australian soldiers, and I grieve for them and their families. I got two of my uncles involved in that, and I grieve for them too, because they went out, they thought they were doing the right thing for their country, but nobody apart from Aboriginal people today grieves for the millions of Aboriginal people who died fighting for this land. And the two facts of Australian history we've got to get used to now are that black people are not going to go away. You know, young Aboriginal people here today are evidence of that. Those kids over here, they're evidence of that. They're here. They're going to grow up here. You're going to have to deal with them. You know, they're wearing Aboriginal colours today. You're going to have to deal with them. And the other fact of Aboriginal life is that white people aren't going to go away either. Why would they now, having established themselves on the country, having been born here, having eaten the bread that comes from the ground of this country, from the Mother Earth, they're not going to go away. It's a fact. So we have to combine those two facts these days and not assimilate the two facts. Combine the two facts so that white people become citizens of the country, but part of the citizenship, citizenship test is not how well they speak English or do they know Sir Donald Bradman's test batting average. They know the custodians of the land where they live, where their stove is, where their bed is, where their toilet is. They know who the Aboriginal custodians are and they respect that would designate you as an Australian. And it's not flaky, you know, black armband stuff. It's a fact of life. Don't you want to know the history of your land? Why would you refuse to know the history of your land? And Australia has got a real blind spot, real colour problem in its history. But events like this today and this sacred fire and the smoke that is surrounding us are evidence that we're not giving up. Neither black nor white are giving up on teaching this story to Australian children. Forget the adults. Let's teach it to our children. Let's teach a real history of the land to our kids so that every Australian kid, when they go overseas, doesn't talk about kangaroos jumping down the main street, doesn't talk about us, you know, winning the America's Cup doesn't talk about winning gold medal in the hockey, an English game. They talk about the fact that their country invented bread and let the French make of that what they will. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you enjoy the day. It's a beautiful day. And all our uncles and aunties are up in the tree there arguing the toss about what they're going to do about Australian history. That was Bruce Pascoe at the Aboriginal Tent Embassy in Canberra in April 2018. My history classes never taught me any of that stuff. How about you?
You've been listening to Earth Matters. This edition was produced in the studios of Radio 2XX Canberra on the lands of the Ngunnawal and Ngambri peoples. For Radio 3CR in Melbourne, in Wurundjeri country, and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their generous financial support. And if you'd like to get in touch with Earth Matters team, you can email us at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page on Earth Matters 3CR Radio or follow us on Twitter at EarthMRadio. If you'd like to listen to or share editions of Earth Matters, you can find this and all the Earth Matters podcasts at 3cr.org.au forward slash earthmatters. That's all for today's show. Thanks so much for sharing this time with us. The Earth Matters team will be back next week with more environmental and social justice stories. And now for the last minute of Earth Matters, here's the Mill Sisters with Wadij Imbat Matilda from the Black Culture in Australia album. Catch you later. I'm Beck Horridge. Come and walk them, but Matilda long of me. One ball of curly bob and come up long of Killabong. Minted on a pot long of Kulibatri. Inventing them but crabry. Watch them but in Billy Bull. Come and watch them but Matilda long of me. Watch them but Matilda. Watch them but Matilda. You can come and watch them but Matilda long of me. Inventing them but crabry. Watch them but in Billy Bull. Come and watch him, but Matilda long of me. Bamba that one my been come up long a billabong. Him been singing bad long a coolie bad tree. Him been singing bad crabbery. Watch him, but him believe. Come and watch him, but Matilda long of me. Watch him, but Matilda. Watch him, but Matilda. You can come and watch him, but Matilda long of me. Him been singing bad crabbery. Watch him, but him believe. Come and watch him, but Matilda long of me. Bamba that run murder jeep and come up long a dimina. Each a man been climb up one, two, three. Where that run mad, even for them long attack a bag. Come and watch him, but Matilda long of me. Watch him, but Matilda. Watch him, but Matilda. You better come and watch him, but Matilda long of me. Him been singing but crabbery. Watch him, but him Billy Bo. Come and watch him, but Matilda long of me. Bamba that on Cardi Babin jumping long a billabong. You can't catch a me live one yingy. And him chinging at, chinging at inside long a billabong. Come and watch him, but Matilda long of me. Watch him, but Matilda. Watch him, but Matilda. You better come and watch him, but Matilda long of me. Him been chinging at, chinging at inside long a billabong. Come and watch him, but Matilda long of me. Thank you.